0: This is Johnny Wrestling, Johnny Gargano, and you are listening to the Bob Culture Podcast. Alright, ladies and gentlemen, back here and we're live at Titan Championship Wrestling with wrestler, let's see, musician, legend, trainer. Uh, it is an honor to be sitting down with Preacher, preach Phine- Phineas James. Welcome in, man. How are you, bro? I'm good,
1: man. Uh, honor. I don't know about an honor, but
0: thank you. <laughs> no, I've been waiting to do this, man. Um, you know, trying to get away from like the Zoom stuff and all that, and just want to sit down with you. Uh, we always see you here at Titan training everybody, uh, helping the kids, doing a lot. You've trained so many people, and you've seen so many people succeed in this business, man. I've talked to you about it a few times. What's that like for you, man?
1: Uh, you know what? Honestly, it's uh, it's something that I think is is been my calling, even more so than actually just wrestling. You know, like I, really? I feel like I was kind of groomed as a trainer huh Uh, um so uh i started um training people in 2008 uh and then 2010 uh, i ran a school with nunzio and richie rotten um nice yeah so that that was like my my start there um and at the same time as a wrestler i was training at ring of honor um at that time so the
0: dojo yeah yeah for
1: yeah with delirious and um, so I was, lear- I, was lear- I was not just learning a lot but also you know learning how to train people to which uh, was something that just immediately became something passionate for me yeah. uh, that I really really enjoyed um, and yeah I mean you can't you can't put into words what it's like to see uh, somebody that you helped along the way um, Succeed, yeah. You know, it, it's like it's like watching your children succeed. You know, and it, and you know, it, it's not one of those things like you you know like as a trainer you have to you have to dial it back a little. Like you don't want to take credit for somebody's accomplishments. Well, you
0: were certainly part of the journey. Yeah,
1: yeah, part of the journey. I I always like to think of it as you know like uh, I I was just the map to help you get there.
0: I like I like that. Yeah. You
1: know that's that's the way which that is I very was, important. I I you know what I. I love each and every one of my students. Every person that's ever trained with me, I, I, I try to keep in touch with pretty much all of them, to be honest. Yeah. Uh, you know, anytime that I have a free moment, I'm I'm calling people, seeing how they're doing. You know, regardless if I'm you know still in their environment or not. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, and yeah, I mean, you know, uh, really successful. I mean, right now I have, uh, uh, you know, uh, I have a student uh, at NXT. I have two at AEW. Uh, I have six students in the top 500 right now. Um, You know, so I, I, i mean i'm pretty blessed i mean that's that's, pretty lucky right you know that's
0: amazing man and like you said earlier like it's so cool to see people succeed like i started doing this podcast i've been playing in bands since i was 16 we'll talk about music stuff in a little bit but in the music business i haven't seen so many people and no disrespect like get signed or get to that next level and in this business uh for someone who's not trying to make it i just like being around you all and learning you guys were all here for me during a tough time um I just seeing my friends and people you've trained like make it it's cool it happens fairly often it's very cool to see uh the music business i know is very different um yeah like what what's you know the difference like what's that like like for you for someone who has had some success in the music business man we'll talk about that too
1: um to be honest both industries are cutthroat yeah both uh but they're cutthroat in different ways um you know uh the wrestling industry is based around respect. Yeah. Um, there's definitely not that in the music industry, for sure. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's, don't get me wrong, There, you respect people and that kind of thing, but there's a lot more... Uh, I get it, though. Yeah, cutting corners and, and you know. But yeah. it, just like everything else, man, you know, I think with wrestling, um, you can succeed if you're driven enough yeah whereas with music that's not always the case like i've seen people that were driven and great that never got anywhere yeah you know and 100%. you know so and i'm sure that i'm sure that that's the case with wrestling too but i've seen it a lot less in wrestling than i've seen it in music for sure yeah i, I like to watch shark tank and uh i think they
0: had a couple bands come in here and there and mark cuban even said hey like the music business one of the hardest business to make it and work Absolutely. with. He wanted nothing to do with it. And, and I get it, but for wrestling, it's so cool to see uh, everyone succeed, man. And I know um, you trained a lot of people. Did you train Gacy? Did we talk about no, that? No, no, I did you not. Were just, you were just, just uh, friends with Joe, with yep. And he's been, he's been killing it, too. He's amazing. So many, and you mentioned you trained names in AEW and NXT. That's so cool to see. I remember seeing you on Monday Night Raw. That yeah. was awesome to see, man. I popped big for that.
1: You know, uh, that was a, <laughs> a really funny story, actually. Was it Tony? Um, yes, I was yeah. Tony the Garbage Man, yeah. right. but um, uh, the truth is, is I I didn't sign up to be an extra. WWE actually called me that day. Yeah, they did. Uh, and uh, they had originally wanted my trainer uh, because they needed an older looking guy uh, that could wrestle. Uh, and my trainer said, "No, I'm not doing that." He said, "They said call Preach," and so they did. They called me. Um, and they said, can you get to the arena in two hours? I'm like, yeah, like what's going on? And, uh, the original idea was I was supposed to, um, I w- it was supposed to be, believe it or not, uh, me and Reigns versus Shane and, um, uh, Drew McIntyre. That's
0: right. Yeah. You could kind of see it going that right. Right. That's, the segment. Yeah, that's yeah. what it was
1: supposed to be originally. And by the time I got there, as soon as I walked in the door, uh, John Carano said, I think we've already changed the idea that we called you about, but. We'll figure something out yeah, hey. and i'm like cool i'm glad i got off of work and drove two hours yeah, oh, yeah.
0: <laughs> you know? that's how it is yeah. but yeah
1: i mean you know wwe's crazy and you know the experience was amazing i got to see some people that i haven't seen in a long time you know claudio and and uh a whole bunch of other people ricochet and you know so it was it was cool to that's awesome man. be in that environment and i had some really cool moments man you know uh, uh i walked out with ftr and uh when i walked out yeah, yeah. i got a preacher chant which which kills Kanye. Yeah. that's right. insane. I, but that's awesome. I, but it was really nice, it, yeah. it, it, it was I was one of them, by the way. Just um, <laughs> it was definitely heartwarming, for sure.
0: That, that's so cool, do you keep up with like the current products on TV and Absolutely. stuff like that? Yeah. Absolutely,
1: I love wrestling, that's I awesome. love watching all of it. Um, I do have, uh, you know, a lot of students will send me matches to critique weekly, um, so yeah, I, I try to keep in touch with it as much as possible, and I try to not, be out of touch because i know a lot of guys that are my age are like well this wrestling's supposed to be this way not that
0: way well that yeah right I, I, which I, I might might have ex- expected to hear sometimes and i'm glad that you're very open-minded i don't i don't
1: i feel like wrestling should be whatever you feel it should be as a wrestler um is every kind of wrestling going to be my cup of tea no absolutely not i'm not a. I'm not a big fan of the you know the the no selling you know uh, crazy spot fest wrestling, right. but I don't hate it either. Right. Uh, you know I've seen plenty of matches like that that I was like wow that was great. Yeah, you yeah. know so uh, you know I think every kind of wrestling has its place, um, and it's okay to not like a style of wrestling. It's okay to go hey you know I'm a strong style re- uh, fan. I don't necessarily like lucha or I don't necessarily like this. That's okay, man. Like like what you like you know and, and don't like what you don't like. Um, I'm just not a big fan of people, uh, complaining or burying wrestlers online. Right. Like, I understand, like, if you don't like a wrestler, I get yeah. that. Yeah. Uh, and even saying, I don't like this wrestler. No problem. I, but to, you know, to be like, oh, this wrestler's work rate is blah, what do you know about the work rate? Stop it. Stop it. it.
0: It's like that that (laughs) SNL sketch where The Rock was like that fake wrestler. He's like cutting the real personal promos and stuff like that. But I I totally get what you're saying, man. Uh, Let's talk shop a little bit. Shameless promo. We got Pro Wrestling Magic next week. Killers of the Caribbean. Mm -hmm. Uh, You got to team up with two amazing humans in this business, Steve Off, Cheeseburger, um, to try Wizard Trios Tournament. You guys have moved forward. You guys have advanced in that tournament. Uh, What's it like to work with those two? And how cool would it be? be to be the inaugural champs for that tournament.
1: That'd be pretty amazing. I you know I've I have only held two championships in my entire career. Serious? Absolutely. I'm shocked. Um no, I you know I I don't want to say that I I never wanted to be that guy cuz that's that that would be uh, untrue. Right. Um but I've always felt like I was more of the workhorse kind of guy. Yeah. Um which I like. But cheeseburger uh, amazing human being uh, a friend of mine forever uh, I was there when he took his first bump at ring That's of honor so cool. uh, same Steve off uh, I've been friends with Steve off for like 15 years so I, I've known him forever uh, good friend and not not a BS wrestling friend like an actual good friend um, because there are those make make no mistake there are those uh, where you're, you're just like oh yeah I'm friends with that guy nah, you're not really friends with him you're, you're like cool with you're cool with him. you're not friends and there's a lot of those, but, you know, it's what makes wrestling go around, you know? Yeah, yeah, it's
0: awesome, man. And I love seeing all you guys uh, work together, and I love working with you. Uh, shameless you. promo again. We're here at Titan. Uh, you do a lot of the training for the kids, up-and-comers. I man, how proud are you? And we have people on all different levels that can
1: do all different things, but how proud are you uh, of some of these kids right now just picking up that momentum? Very, very proud, but uh, I do want to point out before before we go too far with it that uh, Frankie Picard and Josh Adams Uh, Two other trainers here uh, that that do an amazing job. I I want them, you know, I I don't want to take all the credit for, you know, for their hard work. Team effort. Yeah, Yeah, it's absolutely a team effort. They've learned a lot from all three of us. Um, But, yeah, you know, the the students here are are passionate. They're driven. Uh, They work hard. They're doing everything the right way, uh, and uh, I'm very excited to see their progress. Uh, that's my favorite thing is, is watching, uh, you know, a young wrestler's progress as they get better and better and better. Um, you know, and uh, you know everybody has their own pace. Some of them will get better, boom, like out of nowhere, and and then you know there's drive too. You know, like like some some yeah, wrestlers, you know, like. Uh, you, Perfect example, Marcus Matters right now. Jeff. Yeah. everywhere. He's everywhere.
0: He, he was our uh, up and comer of the year this year. Yeah, yeah
1: absolutely. And, you know, and and um, we knew Mark had something special. Um, but what you can't ever know is how driven a person is, because to get to the next level, to be a wrestler who's wrestling for a living or who wants to get somewhere. Yeah, right. You literally have to give up everything and make wrestling first. Uh, I'm, I'm seeing that. I see people who do that, and I'm getting that. Yeah, there, yeah. Is, there is no exception. If you think you're going to be the exception, you're listening to this at home, and you think you're going to be the exception, I promise you're not. You have to put wrestling first if you want it to be a, a career. That's yeah. all there is to and it. And it can
0: happen. It yeah, yeah, absolutely can happen. Sacrifice and all that yeah. stuff. But, yeah, we've seen it. And I'm glad that I'm glad that you said that. I've had conversations with people. I'm an outsider looking in, but I see guys like Leo Sparrow who are... Putting in the drives, going to everywhere, where there's Texas. He works Florida. his butt off, man. He, he is, and he talks to everybody, man. Um, and he's great,
1: and he's a good human. Like I don't you know. know Leo at all, but yeah. I've. I, I oh, you, love seeing the drive, man. I you love know it. the
0: na- You know who he is. Absolutely, <laughs> he's
1: working his butt off. How could you not know who he is? Yeah, that's amazing to hear.
0: Um, can I ask you a few music questions real of quick, course. bro? Of course. Um, I was interviewing Magic, and he brought up that you had like a really cool song, and you played music. I'm like, oh, cool, cool. I'll check it out. Like, someone, you know, this podcast is an am- amalgamation of the local music scene and indie wrestling and all that kind of stuff, man. And, you know, he's like, oh, you're in a band. I'm like, oh, cool, i have to talk to Preach about that. And I talked to you, and you have toured and opened for national acts. I yep. think you may or may not have been signed at some point. I was. Which is unheard. Twice, actually. That's a cool story, man. Um, tell us what you can, man, what you feel comfortable telling, man. So, I think that's very cool, because I don't know anyone who's who's made it, you
1: know? Or So when I was very, very young, I was signed as a solo artist uh, to a to a major label, which I'm, that I'm not allowed to say who it is. Yep. Um, uh, but... They sent me on short tours, um, and they hired a band for me. Uh, it was a very humbling experience, uh, and it was a very hard experience. Because, really? I mean, you're, you're in a van with four other guys. That you don't know, really. That I don't really yeah. know. Um, and, you know, I was the singer, so those guys are partying every single night. I can't party every night. I'm there to do my job. Yeah. So I'm trying to go to sleep early while the rest of the band is partying. Uh, you wake up. Uh, You go to an in-store appearance. You go to a local mall. You hand out flyers Um, Then you go get some lunch and then go to another uh, Radio appearance and then by the time you're done with your second radio appearance now You got to go do sound check by the time you're done with sound check Then there's another appearance that you have to do right before the show Then you do the show then you break down and then you do it all again the next day so it was grueling, it was, it was very hard, and there was no money. I was signed to a major record deal, and I was making maybe $50 a night, maybe, yeah, yeah. maybe. And that was on a good night. It's kind of
0: why I asked the question because I don't know anyone who's who's had that opportunity. And we're in that local scene where a lot of times you're selling the tickets. It's a pay to play kind of thing. You know, promoters have a a whole whole new meeting in that world as well. Um, But was was it like rewarding to kind of
1: travel the country or work with some of these national acts? Um, Some of it was rewarding. Some of it was um, crappy, to be honest. you know, I mean, I opened up some, for some really big acts. I opened up for Cheap Trick and Sponge and a lot of the 80s bands that were, like, coming off of their 80s fame. So, like, you know, you know, the Warrants and you know, the Tricksters and, and stuff like that. So, I, I got to open up for a lot of those bands. Um, some of them were amazing. Some of them were dicks, uh, to yeah, be honest. Yeah. You know, I, I mean, I am I admittedly am a high-strung person. Um, I don't take well to disrespect. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I had quite a few chances where I almost got into fist fights with, with oh really you know, got with, to that point yeah because you know there were some guys that just thought they were big stars and really weren't you know so uh, but there was the opposite of that too um, there was a lot of guys that were super cool you know so I I did have those opportunities too um, and I got to I got to make some money you know I did some soundtrack work and some That's commercial cool. work and you know so I you know I did cool you know and and uh, and when I lost my first record deal, I so I got sued by the record company because I wouldn't join a band that they wanted me to join. Oh, okay. Uh, I was young, and I was I was like, no, you signed me as a solo artist. I'm not joining the band. Right. I don't even like the band. And they, and they were like, well, you're signed to a record contract. You're going to do whatever we want you to do. Right, right, right. And so I basically, for lack of a better term, I said, okay, cool. Go fuck yourself. Yeah, I'm out. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, And they sued me. Oh, uh, okay, yeah. So I had to go to two depositions uh, before they realized I did not have any money. Uh, And then they (laughs) dropped the suit. I don't mean to laugh, but yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, it's just true, you know. Uh, So they dropped the suit. Uh, I had a really hard time finding another record deal. And then, believe it or not, Michael Bolton got me my second record deal. No
0: kidding. Yeah. Uh,
1: And it never actually uh, went to fruition. Uh, I was in a band in Connecticut. Um, We were very good. uh, And we did make a demo. And the demo was fantastic. uh, And we had a lot of interest. And we did get uh, you know a good record deal out of it. Um, And then the band just kind of fizzled out. Yeah. So and it happens, you know. Put it, yeah, the, yeah,
0: it does. Yeah, keeping a band
1: together is like mar- being married to like four people. It's yeah. not easy, you know. It's uh, it's a nightmare, and that's you know. Now I just do like solo stuff, and I, I play by myself, and and I prefer it honestly. You know, yeah. I, I truthfully I, I make a lot of money playing music, a lot. Yeah. So
0: and, and you do it because you love it. Was there any like? validation in the fact like and I want to come see you play we'll get all the shameless plugs in at the end though was there any validation like in the likes of like a Michael Bolton saying like hey I like this guy I want to work with him was it more of a networking thing more of a business thing I don't
1: know if there was validation in that I I, you know pretty cool I mean it's cool uh and Mike was very nice that's uh you know I really dug him um but uh really what what did it uh what the, the best moment in my opinion that I ever had in music yeah, uh, I was in a band called The Truth. Um, we played a show on a th- Thursday night. No, sorry, ignore that. Uh, no, it was. Uh, I apologize. It was the day that we opened up for Cheap Trick. Cool. We opened up for Cheap Trick. Yeah. About two thousand people in the audience. Awesome. It was at a, a club called Birch Hill that doesn't exist anymore. I
0: played Birch Hill. Yeah, long it, was time awesome. ago. it
1: was awesome. It was awesome. But the coolest thing for me was. We brought about 700 people that night. We were very popular at the time, uh, so we were drawing all over the place. Um, I had written a song about divorce. My parents were never divorced, but I had a good friend, and she had a hard time with her parents' divorce. So we had sat up one night drinking and talking about it, and it inspired me to write a song. We never recorded that song. We only played it live. We just never had the opportunity to record it. But that night when we opened up for Cheap Trick, All 700 of those people sang back every word of that song. That's wild. That literally gave me chills, and I knew at that moment I will never have a better moment than this in music. Not ever. Because obviously these people related to what we wrote. That you said took the words out of my mouth. And it really just, it was such a humbling experience, and it just, it just. It blew me away. I still think about it to this day, and, and honestly, I don't have a good memory, so, you know. Yeah, it's,
0: yeah. Wonder
1: why, but yeah, no, yeah. but um,
0: um, that's really cool to hear, man. As a drummer, you know, sometimes, like, the lyrics and stuff get lost to me, but... I started it, as a
1: yeah, drummer. Th- really? I did. I actually play, like, seven instruments. Really? Um, but I started out as a drummer, and I wound up becoming a singer because we had auditioned so many people mm-hmm. and couldn't find anybody that could carry a tune. Uh, and then finally, I just was like, well, you know, I can play drums and sing. So I did that. And then they were like, I think we should just get another drummer and you should just be the front guy. I'm like, all right, whatever. And it just worked. Yeah. yeah. What advice would you have while
0: we got here, here, Preach um, for, we got wrestlers that, you know, are here at
1: TCW and maybe for musicians as well.
0: <sighs> the music thing's tough. <laughs>
1: yeah, No, it's not, I, uh, not for me. I, like, you know, I, I think I learned a lot in yeah, those yeah. years. Um, I would say this honestly: um, set short goals for yourself, and then every time you achieve those goals, set a bigger one. Yeah, like like kind of like micro goal. Right. Thing. Yeah. You know, I like uh, that. And, you know, because it's gonna give you a better mindset. Uh, so when you accomplish that, you're gonna be like, "Wow, man, I, I did it!" I, you know, I was I, I made it on a soundtrack. That's I always wanted to do that. Yeah, That's awesome. Yeah. Right. Now, hopefully, I can open up for a national act. Oh crap, I did it. Yeah, yeah. Now let me see if I can sell out a place on my own. You know, so it, it's like little stuff like that. If you if you give yourself those goals, you know, and I'm not saying that you can't be a big picture person. I'm not saying that you can't go, hey, I want to set the world on fire. Absolutely, you should think that. But on on the way to setting them on fire, <laughs> you know, you <laughs> want to set those little goals so that you don't let yourself down because there's so much negative thrown at you and you literally have to let that bounce off your chest. And that's whether whether you're a wrestler or a musician. That you, Both of those things, I feel like, are the same when it comes to those goals. Don't let speed bumps in the road stop you from where you're going. It's just that simple. You, and, that. and try, please, for the love of God, if, if you're a wrestler especially, um, I don't know so much about music anymore, but if you're a wrestler and you make it to where you wanna go, Reach down and help somebody else. Out. I love that. Please, love that. Yeah. Uh, you know, I try to tell all my students that you know, I have that mindset. Help your friends. Help help the people who deserve it, but make sure they deserve it. All right? Because yes. some people will latch on and not give a crap about you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we we want to make the business better and have absolutely good people do everything that. you can to be yeah. a positive force in the in the business. You know, I, I feel like if I if I stopped wrestling tomorrow. If there's one thing that I have accomplished, it's that. I feel like I have been a positive force I, yeah. in the independent scene. Um, and I'm proud of that. You know, I've, I've had my hand in a lot of companies on the East Coast. A lot. You know, I've been a booker. I've been a, a wrestler. I've been a trainer. You know, so uh, th- there's not too many people that I don't know in this area. And, I, and I'm, I'm proud of that. And, and there's a lot of good people here. And, and
0: Yeah. You know that's what it's all about and like I said you guys have all been there for me when I was going through something very tough man and because uh, you're a good person right? I, I try to be I try to be uh maybe maybe a little colder than I once was but that's another story um that being said everyone here holds you in very high regard I see you another locker rooms, and i appreciate man. That. I hold you in high regard I like to pick your brain sometimes as I'm Thank just you. learning man and uh you know it's, it's an honor having you on preach but before we get out of here I do have an acoustic guitar in the in the car but we'll, we'll leave you alone I know you got business to head to maybe we'll get you to play sometime we're all about that shit. Nameless promo here on the BCP. Tell them where they can find you. Social media's merch. Uh, if you got any shows coming up, I want to come to a show.
1: I do. Um, you can find my um, uh, you can find my shows uh, on either Facebook or Instagram under Preach Can Sing, mm-hmm. um, and I go under the name Preach uh, because it's been my nickname for like thirty years. So um, you know that's just easy for me. Was that the
0: music gimmick too, or no? No, it wasn't. I went under
1: my real name for a long time, Mm -hmm. um, but my real name is not memorable, so no one ever remembers it. So as soon as I change it to my nickname, then I started having fans follow me around, and I'm like, okay, so obviously the marketing was wrong for this, and then now now I'm succeeding. Um, You know, and uh, if you are a young wrestler, or someone who hopes to be a young wrestler someday, Uh, Please, feel free to contact me online. Uh, You can find me under Phineas James uh, on um, Facebook, and that's with an F, not a PH. Uh, And I will help you find a school near you. You you don't have to come train with me. I can can point you in the right direction. I am friends with all the trainers on the East Coast, which is the way I think it should be. Uh, I'm here to help, and that is it. I'm not here to make money off of you or uh, tell you what to do or anything like that. I'm just here to help.
0: I love it. And you've helped so many people in this room today. So, Preach, I'll let you get out of here. Thank you for viewing a few minutes. Thanks for having me. Ladies and gentlemen, Preacher, clap your hands. Thank you. Thank you. you. Thank Thank you. you. We uh, (laughs) out.